All right, everybody, this is it. This is it. This is the final episode of June, and this is the second half of Father's Day. For those of you that can already see, there's no surprise here that this is with my uh, my dad. For those of you that listen to the tail end of Mark's episode, you know what you're in for with this with this episode and with, and, and with my dad. I mean, um, you know, obviously you got a taste of what it was like growing up with parents and stuff with uh, listening to my mom and Mark and um, enjoying the stories, conversations we had. It's about to get real with everybody. I'm just going to be honest with you up front. This episode, not only does it have my father, but we got a few surprise guests, including some of our brothers, and you may or may not hear a little surprise spot from Abby herself. Before before I let you go, though, I do want to I do want to go over some or a little story with you guys. Um, the earliest I can remember my dad is when uh, my dad and my mom would get me and Justin up for mornings. Um, I couldn't tell you when. Couldn't tell you exactly where we lived or, or at the time, but it was in Runner Rapids. They would get us up. We'd get ready to go to some church. I swear it was in middle of nowhere, North Carolina. And in the mornings, Dad would put on this uh this aftershave. It's something damn near smell like corn. <laughs> I mean, like I can't kid y'all enough. Every time I see that bottle or, or smell that smell somehow, yeah, it, that's the exact thing it takes me back to. Man, that stuff was so strong that... We could be in church looking for dad or mom, ready to go or something, and we have trouble finding them. All we do is just, start, if we start smelling that smell, we know our dad's near. We'll see him and old Mr. Thomas McLaughlin, rest in peace, you know, um, and a few others that, that can't quite, I can't keep remember, but like I said, it was, it was good times growing up. And this is, this is, this is a great example of it, and you're about to hear a lot of things that you may have been waiting for and listen from a lot of people you've been hearing about. And, uh, yeah, so with that being said, enjoy. This episode contains adult topics such as alcohol, drugs, and death. Listener discretion is advised. So why don't we start with it and tell the listeners what your name is? Kevin King. Your full name. Oh, John Kevin King. And where were you born? Gloucester, Virginia. Or you, Newport News. Do you remember what year? Uh, 73. <laughs> where did you go to school at? A uh, bunch of places. Gloucester school, uh, schools. I went to uh, Achilles Elementary, Gloucester Middle, Gloucester Intermediate, Gloucester High, and then moved to Roanoke Rapids High. What's your earliest memory of being there? In Gloucester? Mm-hmm. A lot. It was, I was where my childhood was. I lived there till I think I was like 11 or 12, maybe 13, and then moved to Roanoke Rapids. What's your fondest memory of being there? Ah, fishing with Ricky, brother-in-law. That was fun. Wait, which one is Ricky married to? Amy. Oh, uh, still or? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I think one of them. Yep, they still married. Got two kids, boy and girl. I think the girls already graduate and going to college. Don't you feel old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, where did you go after high school? Because now we heard mom's side and we heard Mark's side, but after high school, where did you go? I joined the army. Well, being a mechanic on the Humvees, right? Yep. Joined the army and 
got some automotive certifications, I guess, say for diesel and got to see a little bit. I thought I'd go outside the United States, but nah, they kept me in. They wouldn't let me leave. I guess I was a bad example. Where were you stationed at? Fort Riley, Kansas, in the middle of the United States. All right. I know the story of how you and a mom met. Um, what do you recall after, I guess, after the night you met after, I guess, after I was born? What do you recall about it? What is your side on that? Struggle. <laughs> <laughs> we were not prepared to do what we did. Uh, I always tell people, you know, before you even think about having kids, get, get you at home. Get everything you're supposed to have and then have kids. When all of y'all are trying to do the same thing at one time, it's confusing and difficult. So, after I was born, you and mom got out of the military. Well, right what did you do after that for job-wise? I went to mechanic for a little while. Like, where, like, just at a random, like, auto parts place? Like, what were you doing? Uh, no, I worked at diesel shops or uh, car dealerships. Um... I bounced around around. I come to find out I didn't like being in the same building, seeing the same people every day. <laughs> I was too moody for that. So uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he told me he'd get me as his helper for the same thing I was getting paid as at mechanics, doing plumbing. I was like, all right. And I've been enjoying plumbing ever since. So when you did plumbing, was you did you do it? I thought your first time was with Mike Sewell. No, it was uh, O'Brien Bohannon. We got a job down there in uh, Emporia, Virginia, doing some uh, plastic mold place. Where was Mom and I at at the time? Back at the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> was this before or after Justin was born? All of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in between. So you did plumbing. What else did you do? Because at some point... Um, we had joked about in a previous episode that you had worked like eight different jobs. It felt like when we were growing up. Oh, heck yeah. I was a corrections officer for a little while. That didn't work out too good. Uh, I thought it'd be around a bunch of grown, mature, mean people. Nah, there's a bunch of silly little kids crying and writing and telling on you for, if you just look at them funny. Well, it gives me mean looks. And you get counseled for that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I quit. So... But that was pretty cool. I remember they uh, they always told us uh, in training whenever we're on guard in the towers, you know, to unload the weapons, of course, but, you know, uh, just make them seen by the inmates. So I used to get called by the other towers. Hey, will you quit pointing that thing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, did a uh, millwright as well. Um, did a couple shutdowns on some power plants back home. Used to love that. Going in and just take it apart and put it back together. Mm -hmm. Clean it up and replace what's worn. That was good money in that. Would you say that besides where you're living at now, that Runner Carpets has been the longest place you've ever lived at in one time? Or would it be somewhere in Virginia? I think I lived in Runner Carpets in Virginia about the same amount of years. Um, I think I lived there both of them about 13, 14 years. Where's been your favorite place to live? That's tough. I mean, I met a lot of people in North Carolina. I uh, got family back in Virginia. And now I got friends here in Alabama. So it's, it's really hard to say on that one. If I was going to retire though, I'm thinking about Albuquerque. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go ride a bike there around. The weather was awesome when I was there. Mm-hmm. We got a. I went TDY in the army, and we were testing hearing equipment. <laughs> I up and got stationed out there, and man, that place was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I always wanted to go back see the balloons again. That was pretty cool. I mean, it was like three, four hundred balloons. And I ain't talking about the kids on the string, the hot air balloons. And they were mm-hmm. all taking off. That was like a little race they do. <laughs> that was cool, man, because everybody had some custom balloons. They look like, uh, some of them look like the floats in a parade. Mm-hmm. And they figured out how to control it. So I wouldn't ever get up there. Something about falling just scares the shit out of me. <laughs> but. Why plumbing? Obviously, you said, you know, you can make more money doing it, but why why stick to plumbing all these years? I like to dig. I am I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I, I don't mind digging. Give me a shovel, I'll dig a trench real quick. Some people don't like to dig. Um, That was my most attractive thing to it. And then once I figured out how to run the uh, vents and the drains um, accordingly, and then you learn what the local codes are, nothing to it. You just go drill a few holes, put it together. Um, now you got in the commercial, they give you blueprints to go by and residential. You got to be creative enough to make your own blueprints. Just use your head, look at it and go with it. And, and it's pretty fun. Go on the job site, turn the radio on, just start marking holes, drilling and go to it. Out of all the years you've been doing it. Um, I've heard, I've heard, of course heard many stories, but which <laughs> one is your worst plumbing story you've been through on a job? Like the worst thing that happened? Oh my God. The worst one is I, I if I would have moved, I would have tripped over the dude's Harley. Um, I was easing off a plug because I thought the pressure was going on a sewer line. And uh, it was me and Leather. And when I went to do that one last click, something happened and it blew loose and I could not move. And it was back, I mean, just blowing all over me. I had to go outside and get a water hose and rinse myself off real good. And it was nasty. I thought about quitting that day. <laughs> but, but I didn't get none on the guys Harley and I didn't knock it over <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've seen some crazy stories uh, knew a guy had his septic tank cleaned out pumped out had his main line rotted out because he thought he flushed his wallet down his toilet we got all done set the toilet back and I went to close the door and his wallet was behind the door shit oh yeah he just shook his head. I said, okay. I tried to tell him there's no way a wallet is going to go through a toilet. He ain't got that good of a toilet. <laughs> but he was persistent. Um, yeah, I'm going for days on them. Where all have you been in the United States? Obviously, I know Michigan, apparently Kansas. You've been to California. Been to Virginia, California. North Carolina. I mean, where can you name all the states you've been to off the top of your head? We, uh... Michigan, or does just driving through count, or do I have to spend the night? Uh, you know what? Uh, let's say you have to spend the night. Uh, see, California, New Mexico, uh, Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Virginia, Michigan, Ohio. And I think that's it. Where's been your favorite place in the States to be at? I'm going back to Albuquerque. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, 
It was you got the state college right there by an Air Force base. I mean, it's nothing but young people. Well, at, when I was there, people my age, it was just like whew, the older people just didn't come outside much, mm-hmm. and everybody was outside walking somewhere. It was, it was kind of like mixing New York, what you see of New York streets, people walking on it, but instead of having all them high rises, it's now just you know ranch houses or you know single level buildings you can you can see over the buildings it won't like you were in a shadow the whole time it was pretty good the food there was awesome the green chili capital bro that <laughs> is awesome boy <laughs> what's your earliest memory of grandma your mother i mean she's been there my whole my whole life i guess to say the earliest memory, I mean, I don't know. I remember laying in bed with her, giggling with her. I mean, that's the earliest I can remember. The rest of it, we just were. Hung out. Do you remember the day you told her you were going to be a dad? Yeah, I had to tell her through a phone. I think she tried to tell me I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it is what it is. You know, some people don't believe shit stinks till you stick the finger in it, make them get a whiff. <laughs> and be like, oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying now. <laughs> so, being in Renwick Rapids, where was your favorite place to go? Everywhere. I loved it. The, the river, man. Me and Greg Boyd used to walk up and down that river. Every, we'd take fishing poles, tackle box. We got down to the edge of the river. we um, hide the poles in the tree and then uh, hid the tackle boxes in the bush, and we just walked up and down the river, man. Just Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn in there, I guess to say. I mean, cause we got character spots about it, but, you know, see other people along doing the same thing. Wasn't there a Jamie Merritt and Scott Boy, uh, Boy to that? Oh, Scott Harper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They hung out with them too. They was a lively bunch. I liked them. They made me laugh. As a childhood, I really didn't laugh a whole lot. But as a teenager, I did. I really learned to relax. You know, kids are mean. You got a rough childhood at home, and then you go to school, and you got other kids that are being bullies. That kind of puts your self esteem kind of low, and, you know, you're just not happy. And once you start to realize, hey, you're not really like that, you can open up and be a whole lot happier person. Once you realize it's you, you got to be you. Mm-hmm. If you're not comfortable with you, and you can tell those people that aren't comfortable with themselves because they're opinionated real high, in my opinion. I mean, it's okay to be opinionated, but people that are comfortable with themselves really don't need to ask you the question. They're just waiting to figure it out. And people self-esteem, but what about? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, just rambling on that one. Now, Gloucester, now I love living on the water. Shoot, swim across the cove or walk around it. You get your days. Jellyfish out. You walking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we went to Virginia Beach and we took pictures with that weird-ass camera you bought from somewhere? Yeah. And you saw that little horseshoe crab? Uh-huh. That picture was around for a while. Oh. Now, that was back in Gloucester. We were, we were either on Gloucester side or Yorktown side. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember when. I, see, I think I was too young to keep up where we were. Uh, well, I remember them waves come in. Jesse would haul ass up the beach. <laughs> <laughs> he won't get in his feet wet. <laughs> he walked back down to the water. 
<laughs> well, I think you just went around looking for seashells. What was the earliest memory you have of um, Dennis Durant? Oh, when uh, Mama introduced it to him. I introduced us to him. How did that go? Uh, pretty cool. Old Pops, he's, he's blowed back. He said he used to be an angrier person when he was younger, but the influence he gave me helped me calm down a lot. I mean, and he was always a good friend. What's your fondest memory of him? All of them. We'd never, he and I have never, never ever raised our voice at each other or nothing. If he told me, all right now, I, I, all right, it's time for me to roll, roll over and think about it. You know, that was as far as we ever went. Um, I think the one of mine is those cookie jars. The cookie jar. Oh, y'all always go in and get yeah. you one? <laughs> God damn it, get out of my cookie jar, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's two one too many now. His <laughs> denture just flowing in his mouth as he's talking. <laughs> What's your earliest memory of me and Jessup? All of it. I mean, all from the day y'all were born. I've been there. I wanted to be there. Everything. Well, I got memories on y'all left and right. Just um, he's got more stories because he's more of a character. You, it's just everywhere I went, you was always with me. So mm. I mean, we go fishing. Even if you didn't want to go fish, you might sit on the bank. Might even holler, "Daddy, you gonna be much longer?" <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, like the slingshots with Je- with Jessup. We got we all got slingshots. Of course, I got the old wrist rocket one, and we were walking the nature trail, and uh, we were picking up stones. The nature trails along the river, and uh, we were just shooting at stuff, aiming at stuff, and, you know, trying to act like y'all could hit a bird. <laughs> and uh, I remember Jessup picked one up and aimed at me. I said, "Boy, if you let go, I'm gonna get you back." So he let go. I mean, he didn't do it hard, and I picked up old Cheney ball. <laughs> and uh, I didn't think I drew back hard, but when he went to take off laughing and running, I reared back and let that rascal go. It hovered. I mean, it was like slow motion. And it struck him right dead in the middle of his back. And he bowed out. Oh, daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Come back. He said, give me your slingshot. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he said, get to me now, daddy. I said, no, you ain't getting my slingshot, boy. <laughs> Do you remember we lived in that big house in Weldon? And you first got us our first BB. I love that house. Yes, sir. And you were like, all right, you guys go there and draw on paper plates. Draw what you want. Pin them up. Yep. yep. Come back, take three shots. Go back and see if you hit it. Oh, <laughs> well, Jessup got mad because he couldn't cock his. And you got mad because you were tired of cocking it for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yep. We had some good times. What's what name name top three funniest stories you can remember with us? Because mom had a lot she was nailing out uh, her end, especially when uh, when we lived in the blue house with her and Mark. <laughs> Man, there's so many stories about you guys. I mean, I just Jess would start it, and then by the time you got into it, saying "All right, stop," and you draw back and hit him, then he was ready. It was over, and you were like, "No, I'm mad now." <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I remember one morning, 
and I, I don't know if you can remember, but I remember you laughing and tail at it, but Jesse was having a fit because your mama was going to put him in a little turquoise turtleneck shirt. I don't remember this at all. And it had robots on it. <laughs> and he was not, he didn't want to wear it. And he kept telling her he wasn't going to wear that. So uh, all of a sudden they got to screaming and yelling about something. And he coming there and he said, tell her, daddy. I said, looked around, I saw her shirt. I said, tell her what? He said, tell her I'm going to get beat up if I wear this shirt. I said, yeah, that boy's going to get beat up. And he went to taking it off. I told you, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, you might have been the one that told me he's going to get beat up. (laughs) What was your, what's been your fondest memory of um, your brother, Lee and Chris? Man, it was so long ago. I mean, that was lifetimes ago. Um, I was just a mm, brother, Chris. He was unique. Uh, he was born different. <laughs> uh, Lee, uh, he and I, I guess, both have had anger issues, so we won't very fun kids I guess to say we weren't evil we just we didn't know how to play nobody ever played with us but I do remember uh, Christmases and Thanksgivings when we go to Mammy's and which was my mama's grandma and we go to Grandma Shirley which is my mom's mom and just all of us getting to hang out all the cousins and everything I remember when we were at um, was it Mammy? Mm-hmm. When we were at the, I guess, whatever the services where everyone's gathered at the apartment or whatever, he's talking about how she passed. Yeah. Me and Denise went out to the back where the barn was and spray painted that. Someone had like a little horse, a sawhorse sitting on there. We spray painted it and her and I thought we were going to get so much trouble when y'all found out. I think I ended up telling y'all later. I got nervous. It's like, dude, I spray painted a sawhorse. <laughs> yeah, I was at Grandma Shirley's, I think it was. It was a little aluminum shed, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was at Grandma Shirley's house. Grandma Shirley was a cat bird. <laughs> mm. So, What did you really want to be when you grew up? When I was a kid, I wanted to be a truck driver. How come you never really did that? I found out that if I, if I eat lunch and go to driving, I might fall asleep. <laughs> So I realized, yeah, I don't drive truck. I mean, I probably still could. <clears throat> I've I, I worked on them. Got a few certificates somewhere tucked up saying I did. I went to training on them. Um, and I didn't. I don't mind working on them. It's just I don't like being in the same shop with the same guys every day, thinking, "Hell, this is what I'm going to do until I die." Mm-hmm. I had never met that. Cr- I met that crew, and I could make that crew. But when you go to work at a garage, that ain't your choice. You have to become part of that crew. And Hell, some crews ain't no fun, man. Mm-hmm. What's been your favorite place you worked at all these years? Your favorite place? Huh. Man, I'm, I, I really can't answer that because as a plumber, I have plumbed up so many houses. And in my mind, each house I've ever plumbed up was a different place. Um, companies to work for, uh, Harold ain't so bad. Uh, Mike Sewell's easy to work for. Just do what you say you're going to do and do it. Uh, big companies, 
Not none of them. <laughs> they, they all think they can hold you underfoot and heel. They think they pay you certain wages and you got a mortgage and in order for you to do it, you're going to need their wages and da-da-da-da. So, I mean, I won't ever much for that. Plumbing, I mean, you get wages, but it's pretty much you go look at the job, you figure out how much it's going to cost for you to do it and tell them if they want you to do it, then you go do it. Mm-hmm. Working for other people is like, you keep doing it, do it again, do it later, do it longer. I got to go eat dinner with my family. <laughs> um, obviously, you when um, I mean, we're still in the 2020 era and still in the COVID era, but, you know, have you ever seen anything in your lifetime as crazy as this year's been? No, not never. I mean, there's always a, a, a panamanic or epidemic or something going on, but for it to do this country this way, no, nah, I ain't never seen that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they had the, what, the swine flu a few years ago and all them other ones. They ain't shut nothing down for that. What do you hope happens for the rest of the year? (sighs) That the world finds peace. (laughs) It'd be hard. The world can't find peace. Only when... Was it the power of love? How'd it go? Give me a second. Only when the power of love can oversee the love of power will we know true peace. I think that's a Jimi Hendrix quote or something. It's pretty much true. All this E.C.O.L.A. stuff, I mean, from what I put together and what I heard from all different places, it's man-made and it's meant to control us and... While we got our minds on something else, they're snowballing us, which it could be true. You can't doubt it. I don't know nobody up that high that's going to say, yeah, you know, that's what's going on. (laughs) But it's interesting the way they got things going now. Mm -hmm. They know that they do know a way now to to shut down society. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Like uh, malicious. Now they know how to get rid of them. They got an agent for that. When we gather in a large mass and one little bug in, it might wipe out a whole lot of other stuff. But I just, I don't know. I just can't see how this virus thing works. But it's it's done its job. It shut society down. Kept everybody at a distance. Mm -hmm. Everybody ran off scared, too. (laughs) Us, uh. Now people at, uh, like, it's uh, Lowe's or... um, any kind of sales place, people are staying further apart and not as talking as much. Mm-hmm. Everybody's more hushing to themselves now. That's one good way for to put foot on somebody's neck, ain't it? Mm-hmm. They won't want to gather if they don't. You know what I mean? They they won't gather against you if they can't gather together. Um. So obviously, over the years, um, you have plenty of children. You know, from obviously starting with me. Jessup, and then when you married Pam, Josh came in the picture, my older brother. Well. Um, but we have some other other people that would like to come in to call in and defer their opinions on their time with you. All right. Hello. Hey, Preston. Hi. You're on a podcast with me and Dad. 
<laughs> Dad, Dad, do you remember the first time you met Preston? Oh, yeah. I was quiet little kid. Blowed up the bathroom bad. <laughs> <laughs> In his defense, he didn't think it was, I mean, he went, so he went to the guest room, the guest bathroom. <laughs> Preston oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're in there watching a movie. Preston goes to use the bathroom, and Dad comes in there. First thing he says is, "Damn, who blew up the bathroom? I smell it." <laughs> Vince is over there going, "Daddy, he's still in there." <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Preston come out was memorable night. Yeah, he was quiet that night. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Do you two remember the funniest time you two had together? Too many. Yeah, really. Oh, man. We, uh, we the, the shit we did. Hey, the spots that boy can fit through. Hey, he's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him crawl through vent holes. <laughs> a piece of cardboard laying on top of a exposed wire, so we just shot. Yeah. Do you guys remember when we were out in the yard that day? And we saw that bee nest, and we had the bright idea of pouring gasoline in the nest. Uh, that didn't work. Yeah, I got stuck like three times. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't go boom. <laughs> My hands started swelling. <laughs> uh, what are you doing for Father's Day? <clears throat> what am I doing for Father's Day? Yeah. I don't know yet. What do you hope Father's Day turns out for you? Is it peaceful? <laughs> yeah, really. With everything that's going on right now, yeah. Yes, sir. Maybe a little grilling, a couple beers. Yeah. Maybe a lot. Unless the drum starts and then you have to stop. Going somewhere else for that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you two spent a couple years together in the truck working for the plumbing job. Multiple, actually. We spent some time, but he bounced around a lot. He mm. learned from all of us, which was a I good would thing. Probably say being lower in that second tank with the water heater bag and that restaurant <laughs> all that stuff. That was a funny moment, but I didn't really quite enjoy that a whole lot. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but you the man, you got it done. I, I got it done, but I ain't got a sister in there. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> that's still talked about to this day <laughs> we got proof <laughs> yeah. yeah we got one picture where you did go through the manhole I mean the little manhole that, that's, yeah that house was low <laughs> and electrical <laughs> if there was anything you could tell dad for father's day what would you want to tell him Still not getting you nothing for Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> Love you too, buddy. You a good, yes, sir. you a good friend. We always have fun. Say what? I said we always have fun. Oh yeah, we do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, has there been anything dad himself has done or taught you over the years that you've had to use down on your own kids? The karate chop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, I don't know, that's kind of a tough one, really. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it's, right there. Uh, it's not like you can say, hey, come here, let me show you how to use the plunger like the gangster said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see gum still working? Yeah, yeah, it's working now. All right. For now. Yeah. Well, right now, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. When you think of dad, what are the three top stories that come to your head the most? Besides the ones we've already discussed. Well, dang, that's that pretty much the three. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one would be whenever we made that big old pot of stew. Oh. Is that the one where you had the forks? Put, on too much, put in too much beer. I did. <laughs> I sobered up the next day. I was like, damn. <laughs> Whew. Uh, what eat? Golly, I remember we're all standing there and we're all having a merry old time. Next thing you know, he just comes over to the big ass thing and we're like, Dad, you ain't gonna swing that. And he's showing up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, off with your head. <laughs> Vincent said, Daddy, stop swinging it. So I jabbed him with it. Daddy, he was mad. <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> that flail too. That thing hurt like that was. Oh, we took that bitch off. I have guard. Them things are still around somewhere, ain't they? They're in the shop somewhere. I think in the office part. The office. You probably have more dust and dirt on them than the damn fishing poles in there. Well, I ain't been fishing in a long time. Hmm. Well, y'all crackers need to get a boat. <laughs> I got a boat. Just walk on the side of the shore, right? Uh, ain't that easy down here in Alabama. Back home in North Carolina now, there was miles and miles of river that nobody really owned or was there. You know, you, you just cruise on through. Take you a big enough hat or a small enough hatchet. You can always clear a casting spot. So the only thing is that once you clear it and go home and you come back next day, damn if there ain't going to be somebody else hogging hmm. that spot. <laughs> I promise you. Well, so you got to walk down further and clear you another spot. And the next day, you feel like fucking Johnny Appleseed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if there was anything you want to tell Preston for his Father's Day, what would you tell him? Be patient, be kind, and be yourself. You're a great dude. And uh, no matter what, no matter what you go through. Always be yourself. It'll come back around. Uh, the kids' part, I mean, just be there for them. Uh, I don't know. You got it, man. It's easy. I've seen you in worse predicaments. Did I ever tell you the story of how Preston and I actually started talking? Oh, man. I don't think so. I was actually telling somebody about it last night. Um, off mic, we were... Uh, it was sometime during, like... His junior year? I think so. It was my junior or sophomore year. Um, 
I started meeting up with this girl at <laughs> at a pep rally, and uh, I didn't know anything about her. I didn't. All I knew was her name, and uh, I don't remember how I found out, but uh, somehow or another, I found that she had dated Preston, like not too long ago before that. All right. And at the time, I was still really close with Ashley, and so like I felt, you know, I told Ashley, I'm like, do I, uh, you know, I basically DM Ashley, and I was like asking her about um how to get in touch with Preston. I was like, I was like, I know I don't know the dude, but if me and this girl started becoming something, I don't want any animosity. And uh, she was like, well, yeah, do what you want. So I, I hit Preston up and uh, I asked him about Kristen and he, he was just basically more or less just wishing me good luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's impressive though, that like, you reached out like, you know, to make sure there was no animosity, even though you and I didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, because there's a lot of people that ain't got enough balls to do that. Yeah. They'd rather weasel behind your back versus just stand up and say, hey, before I do this, is it going to be any problems? <laughs> yeah, most people don't give a shit. Uh-uh, not a bit. I'm glad y'all do. Mm-hmm. Hey, did Vincent ever tell you about that story that time? He was like, Daddy, can you take me to Preston's? Oh, so he has us in the car, and we're going all the way down to Clanton. And we get to Clanton, and I said, all right, what street do we turn on? And he says, I don't know. I said, do what? <laughs> he said, I don't know. So, I was waiting to hear back from Preston. <laughs> so we were at CVS parking lot, and I said, you drove me all the way down here, and you don't know where he lives at. I said, <laughs> "I said, how are you going to hear from him? No, you didn't have no way of talking to him, because I remember being a smart ass saying when you said something. I, said, I can't remember why we didn't have a way. But I said, what are you going to do? Roll the fucking window down and holler, Preston. <laughs> See, God damn it, boys. So we turned around and went on back home. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Now. I forgot all about that. I was mad yeah, in hell. I, I was ready to drop him off. Now I got to take him back home because he don't know where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure that shared out when in case anybody forgot. <laughs> hmm. Well, we'll let you get back to your Father's Day, Preston. All right, man. All right, buddy. Mm, it's a good kid. Yeah, I remember. Like I said, I remember that. Like you know, after after I DM'd him, and then uh, he uh, you know, we came over and started hanging out stuff, and then um, yeah, like it took me a while to figure it to notice, but I started. You know, obviously him and I went through a lot of things, and um, but eventually I started to realize same thing with um other people in life. You know, somebody who grew up with a dad didn't notice when people didn't grow up with a dad. Yeah. And that's the same thing, like, we were talking in um, the last episode is that, um, especially people in my life recently, for some reason, um, talking to them and they, you know, they come to vent to you about their dad issues or their mom issues or their stepmom or their step. But I'm like, you know, I try to be understanding, but at the same time, I don't really know because I've never been in that situation because Jessup and I luckily had all four great parents. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of rough when you're wondering how come somebody, you know, as a child, there, there's a rearing must be made. And it must be reared by both parents. Um, and the only thing I can say is like like the birds and the bees kind of thing, you know. Go out and build your nest and sing your song before you worry about having eggs. Don't be that one that chases a bee around and has nothing but show for it. You know, guys, 
find out who you are. I mean, 18 don't mean go out and get married and have babies because you're adult. No, 18 means you've married your parents long enough. Get out. Mm -hmm. All right. 30, I would say, would make somebody an adult. Because by the time I was, it took me until I was 30, and I started noticing from um, Sunday schools at church and stuff that I want the only one of that age factor or age error and the emotions that they go through. You know, and then the older guys are like, yeah, we've already been through that one. You're the who you get over that. You'll heal, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> but by the time you're 30, after you get leave home, you should, you know, find your spot on the planet, build your hood on it, get your possessions that you feel you should have or want, and do it by faith and love. Don't do it by hatred and theft, you know. And then once you get your spot as a man, find a woman then. Mm-hmm. Have you that have a spot where you can keep her safe? Because I mean, no relationship that started opposite of what I just said ever lasted. Right. Yeah. You know, most of the time, in those situations, that's just two people in lust thinking they can make it. And then there's a reality sometimes that you're not equally yoked. You shouldn't have been together anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it happens. We all go through it. But most people that in find relationships by the age of thirty, they're Pretty much those relationships last. Mm-hmm. But at 20, nah, half time they don't work. I know a few people that are still together, and they've been like that since high school, but it's very few. And I'm pretty sure I can remember hearing some of their stories along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, you know, for instance, not to dabble too much, but with Preston, you know, um, somebody who didn't really grow up with a dad, and then the only – real parents he had basically was his mom when he could see her and then um his grandparents and then you know his grandfather died when we were in high school and um grandma not too long ago well i mean it's rough it makes the individual a little bit colder i mean you're supposed to everybody would i would love to see every the world the world where everything was like leave it to be we had june cleaver and wally and all of them i mean that was to me that would be an ideal world I mean, you know, there's, they're not really worried about somebody breaking into the house or stealing their banks. They're just worried about the mischief that the kids get into and, you know, peaceful. But it ain't like that now. People are mean. People are angry. I know growing up without parents and then I'd go to other friends' house and see how their parents were. I mean, it made it rough as a kid when I went home because I'm like, how come I couldn't have had that? You know, mm-hmm. where's, where's my, I, I had to learn to throw a football against the building. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> hope I threw it hard enough to bounce back and then had to walk up and get it. <laughs> I ain't lying. And that kind of brings me to the next guest, um, Brian, which we'll hear from him soon. But, you know, at the time, you know, long ago, you know, um, that Father's Day, we woke up and having to drive him to find out his dad had passed. And yeah. that was just like, Man, that was hard. That was one of the worst days of my life to me in general. One of them on the list. Well, and Brian loved his daddy, man. You could tell it. But my heart went out to him on that one. So let's hear what he has to say. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Yeah, I can hear you. You sound a little low, though. He's bad. You should have broke stout. That's how most manly sounds are. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know, just to let you know, you're on a podcast with Dad and I. So to start, to start this off, we were talking about some, uh, a pretty dark time in your life. But I want to 
I want to talk about some of the funniest times. Do you remember what uh, what it was like the first time you and Dad met? Do you remember that night? I do, because you was mad as hell. The only thing I remember is that pre- I knew Brian was coming over, so I had some stupid idea hiding in a box. That's what I remember. Yeah, but Brian come over, and I said, hey, boy, you know how to solder? He was like, uh, no. I said, you want to learn? He was like, uh, okay. And I said, well, come on in here and solder this up for me while I do something else. And he went in there. <laughs> I'm like, you like, dude, he didn't come to work with you. Yeah. He come to hang out with me. Yeah. As soon as he gets there, you're like, hey, man. I'm like, no, Brian, you ain't got to do all that. And your Brian's like, well, uh, yeah, so I guess I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, man. Brian's talking about, I remember going in and soldering. Well, I don't know. I remember you coming back and telling me you was angry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about if he didn't know I was going to teach him <laughs> what has been some of the funniest times you can remember with dad oh wow uh, all of them <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever a bad time it was a work thing he's outside and spray each other with, uh, what is this? Off or whatever could. Get uh, them damn fleas. We were yeah. ate we up. We the same boxers that day. All, all of us had gray bloomers on. <laughs> Looked like a teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> Randy over there pulling his phone out, getting sneaky cameras. <laughs> Wait, can y'all tell the listeners why you guys had to do that? Uh, we were plumbing up a, uh, a, was it a single wide or a double? Single wide. And, uh, was, when we yeah, went to take. We went to take break in the shade of a, a, a little shed or something. And we all didn't pay it no mind, but underneath that shed's where the dog was laid. And then all of a sudden... And these dogs were awful. Awful, man. I'm talking about... Next thing you know, Randy looks at one of us and says, uh, you got a handful of fleas on you. I'm like, no. We look down and, man, it's like... Somebody took coarse black ground black pepper and threw it all over. So I mean, that's how many. And you couldn't wipe them off, so we had to strip no, down. And, really and they were so tiny. Yeah, and mean. They was hungry. <laughs> so Man, we, I swear. <laughs> we had to strip down. That was the worst experience. I shaved the beard for that. Well, and then we oh, had to go oh. back and collect money. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember that. And we had to on that day we had to stop out in the middle of the road in the van, then because we didn't think they got on us. Mm-hmm. And then riding down the road, it was like bam, we was on the side of the road stripping down, <laughs> shaking off our clothes. Yeah, some people to stop. We were watching us as we were just doing this in the middle of the road. <laughs> but they we didn't say anything to us, just looking at us. Yeah, shake them off, hurry, boy, get dressed. <laughs> oh man. That that was a tough. App. Man, I started thinking of uh, the other day. You were talking about that one toy that you brought. You know, what I'm talking about we threw, uh, we threw at your house. That gyroscope. Yeah, I was thinking, is there is there another toy like that out there you can think of that you had that they don't have no more nowadays? Yeah, you just go on Amazon and Google got gyroscope. <clears throat> no, that thing is. He was asking, there. like, is there any more toys like that you can think of from back in your day? Oh man! I'm, and for the record, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is <the laughs> awful as they just. That thing's pretty good once you control it. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, I've always played games and went. I've never stuck to uh, green eggs and ham for breakfast every morning. So I mean, there's so many things like board games. There's not many people my age know of Mancala. <clears throat> 
Dominoes, of course, that's a area thing. People out in the country, most of them, they, they don't know nothing about no dominoes. You mm-hmm. mash the numbers up and build them up and knock them down. You got to where it's a heavy populated place. Yeah, they gamble on that game, boy. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to make some money on it if you got the right hand. You know, <laughs> it's like poker. Oh, just so many. How many games of foosballs, foosball do you think you two have played in your lifetime so far? Oh, shit, I can't count oh, that high. This man got some more on me so much. He's been playing since he was young. Yeah, man, look how many games me and you play together. Yeah, when you oh, pass it, that lots. foosball table is not written to Brian. <laughs> I think I'm going to be mad at you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> great. I better get that table. That's right. <laughs> now, we... I mean, yeah. I remember that morning we went to get that thing. We all had that party here, and I was hungover as hell. And so we were landing. I was landing at Dodge Ram. Do y'all remember that? Uh, and y'all motherfuckers turned on ICP and tortured the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm I'm laying in the back feeling like hell. And we're driving like 45 minutes an hour to go get that damn table. <laughs> I remember looking oh, at it. I remember that. I remember uh, sitting up under the table. Yeah, I'm sad. I remember the ride back when Brian was laying underneath the controllers, going, "Oh, it's all right, guys. It's all right." <laughs> Hey, <laughs> uh, but we've had fun on that thing since we got to put back, put it. We had to take it apart and put it back together, right? Yeah, but we didn't have it right from the get go. No, no wonder they didn't enjoy it. No, I wouldn't enjoy it either if I had it. That way. No, yeah, we still go into um, customers' houses and they'll have a foosball table. We'll go look at it. Most of the time, it's set up right, but there's a lot of them that they don't realize how that games play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went in some customer's house and got them to play me a game on their table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it? You asked somebody if they uh, played you in a game. Or did you actually... Somebody. I can't uh, remember what you said a long time ago. When I was working uh, for, I think it was Neighborhood Plumbing, uh, they had this one customer who was right at the lake, and it was a young guy, and he had a foosball table. And it was set up right. And uh, I asked him if he was any good at it, and he was like, hey, I'm pretty good. I said, well, I'm pretty good, too. Can I play your game? He was like, all right. And about the fourth or fifth ball, I, I could tell he just didn't want to play no more. <laughs> he had no more ambition to play against me. A couple times, I, I let him volley for a minute, and then I was like, "All right, pink." <laughs> so it was like when his mom come home to pay the bill. You know, um, I was telling her, "I said, yeah, I said he's a pretty good at that foosball." She said, "Hell, he's awesome, man. He's the best one around." Mm. <laughs> I said, yes, hey. ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you know that hurt his ego a little bit. Nah. <laughs> no. No, there's way more good times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Watch his face. The best part of me is when we're coming home from work after the day's done and we're jamming out, probably. I know I'm coming to get a cold beer. I'm happy. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all mine was every time I go to play with a customer and try to pull a prank on him, Brian just looking at me going, you don't even know them. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say that he had that look like, you doing that? All right. (laughs) I think with Brian, one of my, what were you saying, Brian? 
Oh, nothing. I was just saying, I've done that a couple times. Uh, I would say with Brian, I think like one of my funniest memories is, um, I don't know if I ever told you, but it was when they, him and his dad and his mom had that dually. And so me and Chewie and him, I forgot. And that's a girl. We went to that bowling alley and we were all hanging out. Oh and on, on the way back, we got, we got in like, uh, we're, um, Alabaster. We were right there on the Avenue and we had a red light and like, there was, I think it was Aiden's, but somebody's boosted, uh, baby seat was in the truck. So we, we had no room. And so Brian's like, we all just go out to sit in it. So Chewie and I had to take turns sitting in it. <laughs> but we got to the red light and Chewie's like, we should just do the Chinese fire drill right now. Yeah. And so Brian's like, go ahead, y'all do it. So him and that girl sat in the car and Brian, Chewie and I jumped out of the truck and was trying to run around. The biggest thing is so we could switch to who had the seat, who had to sit their turn in the baby seat. Why'd you just take the baby seat out? I don't remember why we didn't do that. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if it was too much work or yeah, we forgot it was probably, there. At that age, that was probably too much work for y'all. <laughs> if it ain't on a video game, <laughs> Daddy, I don't know. But Chewie come running around the back of that truck, and someone almost hit him. And yeah, they let they let Chewie know. They that horn let him know. Mm. And Brian was getting frustrated. He's like, "Light screen, come on!" And Chewie's like, "I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Run faster." <laughs> You almost got hit. <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's the worst, Mary. But I, one of the dark times I do remember was that when we were in high school and uh, I was dating Felicia at the time, and uh, Brian was seeing this girl. We were at the football game, and uh, she had some dude that was like all crazy about her or whatever. And uh, sometime in the middle of the game, me and me and Felicia snuck out to Brian's truck, and we were sitting in the truck, and. Uh, Next thing I know, like maybe like 20 minutes later, I, there's a loud tap at the window and uh, it was Brian. He's like, what are y'all doing here? You know, we're, what do you think we're doing? He's like, I just got jumped. Y'all sitting up in here? That So Brian, I don't remember what exactly he was doing to come there, but he was walking toward the truck and uh, the dude had his other friend try to jump Brian in front of the wreck over the girl. So luckily another friend of ours, Joe Robson, was there and, you know, yeah, they won the fight. But like Brian came out of that truck and he like, man, I got jumped. Your ass is in here with a girl. That night I told, that night I told Brian's ass, I said, like, man. I didn't say me, though. I was like, I, was like, <laughs> I felt like shit. No, I said, you're over here getting head. Well, I'm over here getting head. <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> got priorities, don't he? <laughs> I mean, you think about it. When it comes down to it, which way you want to go? <laughs> hey, it kind of got karma. Like sometime later, when Brian and Ashley started dating, and uh, we were all at, at we were all at your house, and uh, so we were all like, "Let's fuck it, let's just play some Call of Duty." So we're all sitting there playing video games. Next thing I know, Brianna's calling Press, and Press is like, "All right, guys, give me a minute. I gotta get on the phone." And then Ashley calls Brian, and then they're on the phone for a while. And I'm sitting there like the only third, the fifth wheel in the damn house, and I'm like, "Damn, dude." I gotta see the way on y'all. I'm running around each room. Like, y'all done talking yet? I want to play some video games. <laughs> I need backup. Hurry up. I don't even really remember that. What happened? Yeah, it was. We were playing Black Ops and we had it hooked up in the living room. I don't know where Pam and Dad were. I don't think you guys. You guys were either gone for the night or gone for that weekend. I ain't no telling. 
Might have went to go see Jessup's graduation or something. <laughs> if there was anything you want to tell Dad for Father's Day, what do you think it would be? Oh, uh, I guess I'll have to ask. Uh, probably, what's one of your proudest moments in life? It could be anything. I'm just asking. Proudest moments of my life. Uh, it could be anything. I was just curious. As crazy as it sounds to look at my childhood and to see who I am now, I'm I'm proud that I'm not worse of a person than I am. Um, I'm I'm proud to do to see you, you young guys growing and listening and and. Doing good. Uh, I mean, I just got so many things I can, I can tell you I'm blessed for. Um, I've learned through life to that I have a whole lot more blessings than I do uh, uh, faults, I guess to say, or things that you know. I don't know. I'm just, I just say I'm blessed. The Lord's been great to me. Yes. And you guys have been uh-huh. a hoot and made my life fun. Yeah, I mean, it's ain't hurt you, man. It's uh, made so much. <laughs> that's right. I'll uh, tell you who's a disaster to get together. It's Jessup and Brian. <laughs> I want to be there. <laughs> the next time you three are ever together, I have to leave the house. <laughs> that's a party. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to get us a story for that night. <laughs> we don't even need alcohol for that to be a party. <laughs> uh-uh. But we it'll spice it up. <laughs> yeah, let's spice it up. Let's top it off. Hmm. Get some alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hope what do you hope Brian does with his future? <sighs> Listens to the birds and bees and follows life and uh be happy. Be yourself, be happy, and don't let somebody else stress you down when you can be your own man and be in control. You're a great guy. You got a great personality, and don't ever forget that. And don't let nobody put you underfoot. That's not the way God's honest. Good-looking guy like you with your with your personality, shoot. Man, go and build your nest. <laughs> You'd be surprised how easy it's going to be. And pick pretty girls. Dead. That's so <laughs> fucked up. Damn. That's so fucked up. All right, we're going to get this list. Is it all? <laughs> I'm just picking with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go out and apologize to Preston now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> oh, man. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, forgive me, and all them other little starving animals. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> God damn it. Alright, okay. Alright, well. God damn it. Alright, Brian, we're going to let you go so we can get on with um with the final guest. Um, you two have any last words? Love you, buddy. Love you too.
Have a good day, man. Oh, man. You know, like, when, whenever, I don't think, and I don't think, I'm sure they know, but, like, whenever, like, whenever I meet somebody new in life, whether it's a girl or somebody who's learning more about me for whatever business aspect, you know, when we get to talk about family, and they're like, you know, how many brothers and siblings do you have? And I usually say, I have about, I mean, I'm like, well, it depends. I'm like, I, <laughs> technically, I have, if you want to put in categories, I have at least four. And then, or story will come up later on, and they were talking about, you know, brothers, and I'll be like, if something's pressing mm-hmm. Brian, I'd be like, yeah, my fucking brother's coming over, so now him and we gotta go do something. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, wait, I thought your brother lived in North Carolina. And I was like, well, yeah, but two I got, yeah, I got two of them here as well, too. Yeah. You know, I had all my friends and stuff, then two of the ones who, you know, you taking under just as much as, you know, Joseph and Josh and I. Right, they're good kids, man, or, or great men now. Um, but they were good kids. They had a good sense of humor and they, uh, they listened. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll see a squirrel and wander off, but hell, don't we all? Um, I just hope that <clears throat> no matter what's said or done, as far as anger issues and, and humor is- ways and stuff that, um, they come out better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, because they sure were funny to be around and, and never had a grief with them that, and if we did, it was, I guarantee it was something at work. And I would apologize about that any day of the week. But just to go fishing and hang out, man, they're good guys. Yeah. I mean, we've all, you know, especially me, you know, um, growing up, I did a lot of stupid things and um, kind of put a bend on all my friendships. And, uh, Brian and Preston are ones just like with my brother, my own brothers that I'll, I'll never forgive either the things I've done, but you know, we're all past it now, but you know, looking back, it was like, you know, you guys have always been brothers to me, you know, Chewie and Alex and all the rest of them are best friends, but you you guys have been like family. And I welcome them to my house any day of the week. Sometimes I just want to smack Preston around, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Preston's cool. (laughs) Just, you know, sometimes when you grow up and you don't really have a father figure and then somebody gives you advice, sometimes it's hard to take it in because, you know, you from my aspect is like, well, hell, you weren't there when I needed you. Why are you just going to be here now type thing? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he gets it now. Mm-hmm. He gets it now. I think he told me the same thing you did. I understand now. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you were trying to do. Trying to say. So before we move on to the final guest, do you remember the day that you found out that, um, you know, obviously, I'm walking around in diapers or whatever the hell I was doing at the time, but the day you found out that mom was pregnant again. Oh, yeah. What was that day like? I just got home from work. I was tired. Hadn't had a beer yet. I walk in there. And, you know, even though... I mean, we were still newlyweds, I guess to say. Hey, the biggest thing is, like I say, people, don't rush into anything. Take your time. I mean, I have no regrets. Um... But yeah, um, I sat down and she was on the bed, just looked at me and just started crying. And I was like, what in the world, woman, is wrong with you? I was not the most uh, compassionate person as a child or a youth. 
I really didn't learn compassion until you and Justin came around. Mm. I mean, I didn't like people cuddling with me and touching me because nobody ever did it to me when I was a kid, so I didn't like it. Well, y'all come around and had no choice. Mm. And uh, so it took y'all, it took her, you guys to teach me to be compassionate and let people touch you. Um, And then when she was upset, you know, I just, I wasn't a compassionate person. Mm. I just wasn't. Um, I'm pretty sure if uh, things were ever reversed or whatever it may be for her to meet the guy that I am now and vice versa, you know, it'd probably be a whole different world and all that. But you know, it just, you guys taught me to slow down. Um, I we taught you which women we didn't like. That's for damn sure. Y'all told me some of them were cute, and then afterwards, y'all like, Daddy, we were fucking with you. And I'm like, oh, man, come on. No, we didn't know how fucking crazy they were or how mean they were. They're women. They're all crazy. (laughs) They're all crazy. They they just got different levels of which part of the craziness do you want to put up with. But there's been some wild ones. (laughs) But so to carry on with that night, you know, so mom tells you that she's pregnant. We just, uh, we just kept driving on, changing your diaper, and uh, were you what? Were you excited, or were you more? Obviously, you would have stressed that out. At that point in life, I, it's something snapped inside of me. Um, you know, because the first thing I'm thinking of is we need a house, we need a stable spot. You know, um, uh, I got out of the military, and, and she did too, and. We probably could have stayed in, but all the people that we knew and all the kids that we knew that were, were military, I mean, we didn't want y'all to have that. We wanted y'all to, well, I did anyhow, a stable spot on the planet, mm-hmm. something so that I wanted your life to look like leave it to beaver. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I wanted for you, but yeah, shit happens. Right. Yeah, so. But I've tried my best ever since. Mm. I mean, you know, when you said get away from the military aspect, it's kind of funny because then it kind of comes like right back around now that like because most of our, whether it's your side or mom's, well, I guess more mom's side, but yeah, not my side. But, you know, at least, yeah, I'm talking about at least you and um, because did, did Dennis serve? No. Okay. I wasn't sure. No, I was, I was probably the only sheep in that flock that went in the military. The other ones went to college. Mm-hmm. I had all the sisters are all RNs, LPNs, and so forth. But on mom's side, you know, um, even my stepfather, like everybody, apparently. <laughs> right, that's a high heavy military thing there. Mm-hmm. So, but out living out in the desert, there you ain't got many jobs. You might as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the next question for that, um, and this is something we kind of asked mom. How did you feel about the day you found out? When Joseph joined the Marines, I was excited. About time he goes somewhere for somebody to whoop his ass and he'll start listening. <laughs> That's pretty much what mom said. <laughs> we got tired of telling you, boy, go and find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's probably a good thing he went in there. He learned a little bit more about camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, you find that camaraderie is hard to come by. I think that's why I like riding motorcycles so much because uh, you meet a, a bunch of people. I mean, and, and just start hanging out, and I mean, they 
know, it's just fun. There's more camaraderie in it when you're riding. Um, you got some that ride serious and don't want to play, and they'll scald you when you're done. And then you got some that be like, hey, I want to play too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's just relaxing. And it's cheaper than uh, fishing down here in Alabama because down here in Alabama, you got to get a boat to go fishing. Mm-hmm. And the maintenance on the boat, oh, man, it's just it's unreal. Because you'd be riding along and not even see that stump floating under the water. <laughs> and that sucker ripped the prop off your boat. Now you got to find a way to drag your boat back to shore, fix the engine, get a new prop. So, I mean, it is what pros and cons, I guess. Um. Well, with that being said, I think it's time to bring on the final guest. Hey. hey. You're on a podcast with Dad and I. <laughs> but we had to get to you. Like high school all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, now I'm on the way to take my truck back to the shop. Take your truck back. Yeah, take back to the shop. What's it doing now? Sound like Pam and Dad's car. Oh, yeah. uh, it's stuck for what it's doing everything wrong. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> now, drive time. Huh. Damn. Yeah, so I ain't thrilled. They don't even know it's coming. I called them and left them a voicemail. They called me Monday morning and said, got any questions? But other than that, don't call me until the motherfucker's fixed. Did you wash the mud off of it? I ain't washing nothing off. I'm interested in that. I pay for a truck that I'm supposed to get in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll drive a truck for it. Yes, sir. If, I, if it can't make it across my front yard, then they can keep it on the lot. Well, just make sure you buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> hey, all right. So, so um, yeah, David. Uh, what off the top of your head? What is what was your what's been your funniest stories with them? Or your funny your funniest hey, or, and, yeah your memories with dad? Like when you think of dad, what makes you laugh the most? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing because I'm a bad man. You don't yeah, laugh at bad man. That's a good one. <laughs> I, one of us hooked him with a fishing hook down at the river and gassed him one time. That was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and if I remember correctly, I think it was fixed it, and I'm pretty sure you got an ass whooping right there on the side of the river. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll I tell you what, when uh, when I had that Jeff Gordon fishing pole, and uh, I went to throw it, I threw the whole bitch in the river, and Dad had to go run in there and get it. He was cussing me the whole way there and back. I don't know. I think the day that I shot the TV with the BB gun, my probably would have been a good one, too. <laughs> no. no, when you come back, talking about you shot that arrow, you, you got Junior's oh, roof once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The arrow in the roof. Yeah. Shot it through his fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> we walked over there and got it, and it went through the man's house. Yeah, he was passed out today. He said, All right, buddy. <laughs> hey, I was like, Boy, you so lucky you didn't hit him. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Oh, what about when I ran the damn 
somewhere in Atlanta but she was like you know being a fucking news reporter being up in the business and stuff and some dude walked by and grabbed a mic and was like pussy and it just took off running and she just looked like she didn't know what the fuck happened <laughs> you been Mike Jack <coughs> uh, they started last night in Hoover but from what I understand everything's been peaceful ex- to an extent I think they said two buildings were damaged but they didn't say which ones Oh, no, not here in Raleigh. They done fucked that up. They done burned CVS and Walgreens down. They done busted out the windows of the county jail. All in the name of peace, right? Yeah, all in the name of peace. Mm. Yeah. Nah, this shit's wild, man. Um, do you remember the day, do you remember the day that you, you told Dad that you were going to have a kid? Uh, no. I don't know. I don't really remember if it was over the phone or what. I think it had to be over the phone. With yeah, because it ain't like you came over and told me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I didn't remember if it was around like summertime and y'all were in town or what. Uh, no, nah, I don't really remember too much about that day. I think obviously it was stopped for me. Yeah, yeah. Give it a couple more years, you'll you'll realize it. <laughs> obviously, yeah, you were already. I still wake up and it's like, how'd he get in? <laughs> was this really yeah, my he fault? <laughs> You look like the milk man. Go away. <laughs> Boy, he, is, he is wild. Last night, we were watching Super Wings, waiting to go to sleep. And I said, all right, Bentley, I'm about to turn the TV off. He said, no, this is my TV. Oh, really? Said, this TV's older than you are, boy. Damn. All right, yeah. so in Mom's episode, um, we talked about how Jessup had spray-painted bitch on the side of the road. All right. Do you remember a story where Jessup, I mean, besides, obviously, we talked about the arrow, but a story where Jessup may have done something tremendously insane. I got one to say in entrainment, but something just chaotic, but it's just too funny not to ignore. Which what? seems to be the story of his life, honestly. Uh, mostly with him, it was humorous stuff like the turtleneck. Oh, yeah. yeah he Jessup missed that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He said, Mom, tell him, tell him, tell Mama. I said, tell her what? Tell her I'm going to get beat up if I wear this shirt. I looked at the, yeah, he might. <laughs> told Vince, I said, he ought to have been the one that told you you was going to get beat up for wearing it. And you'd be like, oh, I'm taking it off. <laughs> Mom, I need another shirt. <laughs> All right, I want to clarify a story right now. 
Because I swear to God that Mark and Mom keep putting it. All right. When, uh, when we were little, I felt like I was more onto the Power Rangers. And Jessup had more on the uh, Barney side. Mom swears. She was like, we would put on Barney for you and your brother. And I said, like, no, no, no. You would put on Barney for Jessup. For what I recall. Y'all were 10 months apart, man. It wasn't like there was a big time frame difference. <laughs> 10 fucking months. Yeah. One of you liked Power Rangers. One of you liked Barney. One of you liked the BB guns. The other one just liked the sandbox. <laughs> um, so, something else like um, we had talked about before. What was it like growing up, Dad, that, or uh, raising us with me and Joseph being like sun and moon difference apart? Awesome, because I learned how to, to accept individuality from other people. I um, um, I mean, really, it, y'all two taught me that we can be different and we can get along. Um, Not all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens. You're, you're allowed that. You know I mean, it's called individuality. But at the same time, at the end of the day, we all still laughed and had a good time. I mean, uh, I can't think of too many times I've run around with switches after y'all. Now, there's a lot of people that thought I should have. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but for the if you were running behind anybody with one, it was probably Vincent. I didn't really get in much trouble growing up. No. All right. He's only lying halfway. <laughs> he could outrun you when y'all were little. Mm-hmm. And you uh, would get in the way with me trying to get him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Sure. I remember one time I was with some boys and they set the woods on fire. Yeah, you mom. The most chaotic one. Yeah, could you call me tomorrow? I want to come live with you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to ride my skateboard. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I'll ride my skateboard to Alabama to get away from that bitch. That's <laughs> it, boy. Just stay there till the morning. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. They went off, man. They were mad as fuck. <laughs> oh man, I got a little blast from the past year. Do you remember when I I got, was at Carolina Street we lived there where that house was abandoned next door? And we you, somebody was living there for a second, but on the other side was where that cola guy lived. Uh oh yeah. Uh, and so that friend of yours was like, Y'all want some cats? And me and Justin were like, Yeah, Dad, we want some kittens. And so Justin got a little tabby colored one, he named it Taco. And I got a little gray one named Whiskers. And Dad hated those cats with they ain't everything. Coming in in the house. Ain't coming in the house. But me and Justin had a fit for them to come in there. And next thing you know, they're shitting everywhere, and you're running around our house just cussing us because we can't keep up with the cats. <laughs> Get rid of them or kill you up after them. Damn. I forgot about them. Mm. Now I remember it. <laughs> we had that old... Uh, I, forget, um, I hate cats. That old, deer, <laughs> that old deer hound dog we had. We wound up getting it to my brother. The one that was like, they got really sick. Hey, didn't get sick, but he shit. He, you couldn't housebreaking. He did, did not have a clue. I mean, he'd run outside and play, and then run in the house, take a shit, and go back outside and play. Mm-hmm. So uh, we give him to my little brother. Uh, I still feel sorry when y'all were itty bitty babies. <coughs> I had a guy give me a basset hound puppy, <coughs> little female, <coughs> black and mahogany, and it looked a lot like a Rottweiler or a Doberman puppy. You know what I mean? But it was a basset hound. And your mama put it out on the back porch to go potty for a little while. It was too little to really jump off the back porch. So either A, a hawk got it, and they want that many hawks in that North Carolina, or B, somebody rode by and saw it and thought it was a Rottweiler and stole it. I'm just curious today, ah, how that Rottweiler turned out? <laughs> <laughs> they 
probably got home and realized it was a mutt. Me and Tyler did that one time. We were riding down 903 by Lake Gaston, and there was this dog in the ditch. It looked like a, a white lab, man. And I was like, Tyler, look at that zap dog. And he was like, yeah, we got to go get it. I'm like, turn around. And we were on Mama's car. And so we went back and picked the dog up, put that nasty bastard in the truck. <laughs> it's dark, too. So it damn sure looked like a white lab puppy. And when we got home and got it under a spotlight, it was an old, worn-out hunting dog that somebody ditched on the side of the road. So we took it back where we found it. That's so funny. <laughs> that was nice of you. <laughs> At least you cleaned him up a little bit. <laughs> we tried to feed him some peanut butter and some water and shit. He didn't want nothing, so we figured what that meant. So we just took him back. He said, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. But... That was, a, that was a damn nightmare. That was pretty wild. I don't know how we've been staking that. Oh, it happens. I've done that with uh, women. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, we also, we've been over all the, the funny and happy ones, but what do you think has been the hardest memory with Dad? The what? The hardest memory has been with Dad. Oh, I don't really know, man. Probably... The hardest one was him moving to Alabama. Yeah. That was probably the hardest so far. It ain't been shit to it. Yeah, he looked at me with a broken heart. Yeah, that one was hard, but other than that, it's been good. nothing but good times. Yes, sir. It was worth it. I think every time we went to Alabama, even though we raised a little hell, it was still fun. <laughs> Brian says he misses you. <laughs> oh, I know. I think about Brian all the time. You know what? I don't touch myself, though. <laughs> you know Okay, well, look. Is there anything else you want to tell Dad for Father's Day? Yeah, it's going to be... This might, you're going to be here in North Carolina for Father's Day this year, aren't you? No. They're coming back no? the day before. Right, when are you coming? From the 9th through the 20th. From the... 12th through the 20th. 12th? Oh, yeah. I don't know why I keep saying night, man. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to be here for Father's Day, so I was going to say it's going to be the first one that we've actually had together in a while. But, um, damn, I suck. I wish I was going to see you on Father's Day. So, we'll figure we'll something out. That's right. That's for sure. If you could but, give... Uh, What's up? I'll say, Dad, if you can give Jessup any advice for this Father's Day, what would you tell him? Keep on trucking. You're doing good. Literally, keep on trucking. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give up, boy. It's a tough race. (laughs) Women, they don't always win, man. Keep the hope. (laughs) No. All right, well, listen, hey. He's beat me twice, and we're five minutes from the shop, so I need to get off of here. All right, All right man. We'll love let you go. All right. Love you, too. I'll call y'all later. I love y'all. Bye. All right. So, um, before we start coming down the slope of this episode, um, there's a little game that we're going to play. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay? All right. What have you changed your mind about since you were young? Everything. Everything. You remember the story? Uh, I'm no longer a young bull. I'm an old bull. Can you tell the listeners that story? You've said it all my life. But... Uh, yeah, when you was little, we used, I used to tell them as a, there was an old bull and a young bull standing on top of a hill. <clears throat> and 
young bull all of a sudden got excited and told the old bull, he said, look, you see that one little flower down there at the bottom of the hill? Let's me and you run down there and smell that flower. And the old bull would look at him and say, well, why don't we just walk down there and smell all the flowers? Now, the adult version is the young bull got excited and wanted him and the old bull to go down there and tag team this one heifer. And the old bull said, well, I ain't running down there. I ain't walk down there, and I'm going to tag all of them if I get started. And just something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> what do you most regret in life? <sighs> Not giving y'all the the uh, lever to beaver life. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything else I don't give a shit about. Um, my greatest accomplishments is that the trials that I went through in life make me who I am now. And it took some years of, you know, people don't become adults at 18. Mm-hmm. That's when the parents should start letting go and letting them be them. Because, you know, when y'all come into the world, I didn't like a lot of cuddling and, 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 and you know, physical play. Not too much. Mm-hmm. Now I got drinking. That's a different story. But. Mm-hmm. So then y'all come in the picture, and I mean, I've got, you know, nine or ten years of these two rugrats always wanting to climb on me, hang on me, wanting to wrestle, wanting to watch TV, wanting to hang out. Well, then y'all become teenagers at like 15 or so, and it's like, hey, all right, daddy, I'm done with you now. I'm going to go play with them. And mm-hmm. and so now I've got to go through as much as you don't think so. I'm have to go through a rehab a rehabilitation in my mind because now for all these years, this little monkey's and jumped on me. I've got to watch him run and go play with somebody else. It's it's just as emotional as for say uh, a, a teen crush, and she decides that she, you're not her crush no more. She's got a crush on somebody else type thing. It's that kind of emotion, and I mean it's it's, it's learning. And um, but other than that, what was what was your biggest fear as a parent? Still to the day, uh, I guess we say I outlived y'all. What is your purpose of being here? I, I used to not know, but I think it's to be an example of the Lord. Even though I'm not the best example, I'm still an example from the experiences of life in which he gave me that being humble is way more powerful than being a bully. I mean, because it takes great strength just to, to, just to hear something that... When you hear it, it automatically makes you mad, but at the same time, you realize there will be no uh, success for me blowing up. And then that's the age where people, I would say, when they get to that mentality, they start to be an adult. But my purpose here, I think, is to uh, teach people how to fix things. How to, you know, I can fix anything but a broken heart. Them girls will just have to wait. <laughs> time heals all wounds, but... I, I I know I'm an example for the Lord, but I don't know if it's because I he taught, blessed me with the intelligence of fixing stuff or if he blessed me with other people's influences to make me bless y'all and re, or help y'all realize that being calm is a lot more better than being hot-headed. <clears throat> but at the same time, most people that know me will hear this and go, yeah, you one of the hot-headedest ones we ever met. <laughs> but I'm learning. In what ways is your life different than what you imagined it would be? That's a that's a deep, deep question on that one. Uh, I'm everything I ever wanted to be right now. My house ain't as pretty as I want it to be, but other than that, my kids are. Um, 
my life is. I mean, I'm in charge of who I am. Uh, the destiny of the world is mine. And I hope one day y'all get to that point in life. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't change anything I've got right now. I, not spiritually or anything, no. Mm-hmm. I got great friends, great family. Um, <clears throat> do you feel pressured to provide for the family, and how did that affect you? I, from the time I hit the ground running, I've always had to help take out, take care of the family. So to ask me that is something that I've never lived a life where I didn't. Mm. So I really don't know. I mean, even in high school, I worked to help my mom pay bills, you know. Um, so by the time I got married, I was still used to working and paying bills. And uh, you know, I don't like a lot of office work, but I'm getting to the age now where I'm, I'm going to start understanding it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one's going to be a two-parter, but what, do you, what did you really think about mom the first time you met her? I mean, you'd had to seen her back then. She was, I mean, a beautiful girl, woman, a great smile, loved her giggle. She still does. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah. Uh, them little jean shorts that she wore and all that. The little. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but she was just, I mean, fun to be around. Um, and like everybody else, you know, we, like I said earlier, you know, if the world would have been different for us if I would have had my nest built so that she could come in and, and I could provide for them without problem. Mm-hmm. But she and I both came from, uh, I guess to say, kind of like broken homes or such. And we were trying to make our own stability. And that fact, if we would have waited to have kids, we might have succeeded. But when we already stacked with responsibilities of the family and in respect of the family, you know, we were just, we were kids Mm -hmm. and we jumped in way too quick. What did you think about Pam, my stepmother, when you first met her? No, like your mom, she was a pretty woman, Mm -hmm. uh, great personality, great smile. Um, You know, with your mom, we were at a party age and it was just fun because, you know, she was just as wicked minded as I am, I guess to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came down to relaxing and sitting home and being mature, I wasn't at the same level with her. She was way above me and I wasn't ready to stop with Pam when she and I met. Um, hell, I don't know. I can also say she's probably the first woman I ever sat down and watched TV with that was comfortable, you know, didn't lead to nothing or mm-hmm. no arguments, you know. So, uh, who was your greatest influence and why? I'd have to go back to Dennis. That's what Pops. I figured. Uh, mm-hmm. um, he taught me to, to stop running into things and think about things and, you know, and man up. If, you, if you're going to shit in somebody's living room floor, if you tell them you're going to do it, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. If not, don't tell them you're going to do it. Okay, simple enough. Nobody ever told me. Because I was, I was ignorant as a kid. You know, I didn't have... Uh, I, I didn't go to Sunday schools and learn from the, you know, the class. And, and and that's great for society, for all the kids to learn together. But they got to learn spiritually just as much as intellectually. Um, but I never had any decent rearing. So, I mean, Pops, he was the first one. Like, uh, he delivered uh, newspapers. 
uh, I'd come home as a teenager, maybe half tanked up, and he's like, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. He's, he said, what are you going to do the rest of the night? I'd be like, I don't know. He's like, get in the truck and ride with me. Okay. Never had a grown man take interest in wanting to hang out. Mm-hmm. And we'd deliver the papers, and we'd talk, and uh, he'd tickle me with some of his jokes, and I think that's where most of mine come from was you know, him joking, telling jokes, and we'd just talk and just – he was a great guy to hang out and talk with. He gave me great advice. Um, we had this one time, this one chick dumped her boyfriend to go out with me, and I was not instigating it by no means. She pursued it. Well, this dude got mad, and he pulled up in the front yard, and me and Pops were sitting on the porch, and he was like, come on out here in this yard road so I can whoop your ass, Captain King. I looked at Pops. I said, Pops, what am I supposed to do on this one? He said, you going to fight over that girl? I said, I really don't know her well enough to fight over her. He said, well, sit your ass down. Tell the boy to go home. So I <laughs> sat back down and said, hey, just get your ass in your car and go on home. Ain't nothing going to happen here. And he told me a pussy, and he run up the road. Well, <clears throat> she wound up dumping me a couple of days later. I mean, she people at that age. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was like six years later or so. I walked in the bar, sat at my little spot where I sat at. Well, there he was sitting at the spot beside where I was at. And I just sat down. And I looked over at him, and he looked at me, and I said, man, I said, am I, I've had a hard day's work. I said, am I going to have to have problems with you sitting beside me? And he looked at the waitress and said, get me two more beers, please. And, man, we, hell, we come out friends that night. <laughs> uh, he was. He told me straight. He said, I'm glad you didn't come out in the yard. I don't think he would ever. I said, well, man, I said, dude, life's life. You can you can't promise nobody's promised tomorrow, so make the best of the day. Yeah. And the best day, the best thing you can do today is have stories of your happiness and joyfulness and wisdom tomorrow. Speaking of stories, before I get to the next question, someone else is joining us. Oh, hello. Abby. Hi. Hi, Abby. <laughs> hello. <laughs> How's it going? How are things? Oh, it's beautiful down here in Alabama. I don't know where you're at, but yeah, well, we've had a really cruddy week. We had a really cruddy weekend. There was a lot of rain, but today is like the first day that it's like not too obscenely hot, and and it's really nice when the sky is clear. And it's probably gonna rain later, but as of right now, it's great. Uh, awesome. Have y'all been? How's the conversation? How are things holding up? <laughs> Everything's pretty good. <laughs> uh, ain't nobody told me I was an evil son of a bitch and needed to die, so I'm all right. <laughs> well, that's good. Did you, did you already get your brothers in? Yep. Vincent? Yep. They've already came and gone. Um, so, uh, you know, we're in the middle of asking him, but do you have any questions you think you want to ask, Dad? Is that because of my good looks? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I don't know if you guys have talked about your beard, but it's the best beard I think I've ever seen. Hey, guess what? I got bad news for you. What? My air conditioner went out. I had to shave it off to stay cool. No! Yeah. It grows back. It always does. Trust me. He looks weird right now, though. His head looks a hundred times smaller. Man, that was that's like... It's like royalty, that beard. <laughs> Why, you know, thank you. No, it literally is. We have, so, and I'm glad you brought that up. We have a, uh, and this is something I've talked about several times on the um, on the podcast, is that we have uh, we have a fair down in Alabama that I work at. Um, and the first year, like, I think it was like the second year I was there, I taught Pam and Dad into taking the trip down there. And uh, one of the vendors there, um, shout out to, uh, 
I cannot remember what um the soap people. Oh, I cannot remember. I call the goat ladies, but shout out to. It'll be listening. Shout out, yeah. Um, but but so the ladies there, you know, Miss Pat. So if we were all there, and uh, they do, they were starting the first year. They were doing a beard contest, and they would get these ladies called uh, Chase Treasure, and this and is, they're who Chase yeah. Treasure. Yeah, Google them, y'all. Uh, they would judge. They would li- they would basically line all the men up with their beards. They would blindfold um, the ladies, and the ladies would feel, sniff, whatever they wanted to do. The molested, beards. yeah, molest the beards. Weird. <laughs> it was unusual, but kind of fun. Okay. And so, I'll take your word for it. I will never know what that sensation is like to have somebody else, especially a stranger. Well, they're cute, so it's okay. They're cute, so it's okay. I purred at one of them, and she jumped about a mile back, like, what? (laughs) So, Dad won the first year. Yeah. He won the overall beer champion. He now, framed in his man cave, is a signed uh, document saying that he was the winner of the champion that year. I was the best looking guy other than the king in the kingdom that day like, I, I can't believe there was a better looking guy than you out there <laughs> oh you sweet talking thing okay <laughs> he came back the next year and he won second place uh, every time we went back I always come in like second or third but I mean that's awesome uh, <clears throat> well most of the times because I go somewhere and I showed him the cosmetologist a picture of what I'm looking for and the first thing they want to do is make me look like Burl Ives if you don't know Burl know Ives, Ives but right, they wanted my beard to look like the lunch lady's hair net all nice and round and saggy hmm. I don't know it's supposed to be manly <laughs> and what's the dumbest thing you ever did oh man don't make me pull that notepad out I was going to say, that, that sounds like you're signing them up for a failure yeah, right now. I, people don't need to know that part of me. I've made lots of mistakes. Um, but what's the single most dumbest thing? You know, I don't have anything that I regret that much that I could say that about because everything I've been through has been a learning curve of life. Mm-hmm. Um, to say that I have one single greatest uh, uh, go wrong, I mean, I got so many I can't pick at them and i I don't really want to open the book and look in there. Okay. But I've never, I don't have any regrets. Then what has been the most exciting time of your life? Oh, man. Um, I can think of several milestones. Yeah, I was going to say, there's so yeah. many of them, but most of them, most of the important times in my life, <clears throat> I guarantee you, uh, was one of you boys around me and smiling at, at some of the shenanigans we get into. Mm-hmm. Um, the more of y'all together, I enjoyed a whole lot more because all, I mean, if Josh was to come down here and meet Brian and Preston and, and all of us was to get together one night, that would be a night of so much storytelling. God, we would, we would not be able to go out in public. No. <laughs> I'll tell you that one. Not for a week. <laughs> I had to give people time to forget about us. Me and Josh and my family bump, uh, come together on green that Justin and Brian need to be separated. <laughs> and Preston's just going to be the one over there going, my God, would y'all stop? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no. Um, you know, just seeing y'all smile, seeing all of y'all grow up to be uh, successful so far. Um, never had to get none of y'all out of jail. Um, none of y'all ever called me out in the yard to try to, you know, square up. Uh, 
Amen. Yeah. I well, mean, hold on now. <laughs> you remember when we were in the pool and we were wrestling? Oh, that was different, though. That, that, that was out of just, I was showing you who the boss was. <laughs> Y'all got bigger. Wait, the pool? That's different. The weight doesn't count. Uh, well, no, no. The, the, the story that he needs, he's trying to avoid is that he would, he would always, of course. They, they, would, all, they always jumped on me. And I, even if I said stop, they still jumped on me. Now, I was tough. I can fight two of them at the same time. I don't care what you say. That's a tough man. And they'd always try to snowball me. Vincent would try to like he was going to square up. And Justin would try to come from behind. I'm going to sucker punch him if you get his attention. <laughs> yeah, their whole life. My dad, um, he, he, he claims that this only happened once. But when, uh, you know how like sometimes when kids got a potty, potty mouth, they like wash their mouths out with soap. There was a uh, one time when my older siblings got into trouble, and he would my dad just threw him in a cold shower. Like that was it. That was that was the punishment. Was like you're not gonna behave. Get gonna throw him in a cold shower. And it's like okay, now get cleaned up and go to bed. <laughs> okay, all that energy just went to shock. I'm glad you brought up soap bar. This motherfucker right here, Octagon. Very I, good soap. I'm gonna tell you what, Abby. This so look, he had he had some nasty ass old moldy moldy soap bar up in his closet, and every time every time we said something foul or a lie I mean, or a cuss word, you had to bite the bar and scrape your teeth back. No, I I tell them to just bite it. I'd scrape it if they said something real vicious or got real shitty. <laughs> Make them get the soap in the mouth. Sometimes I let them off without doing it, but they won't. Oh God, I wanted to throw up. That was worse than the pickled eggs. <laughs> Can I can I share something that that is very random right now? Sure. Okay. We're random so, people. So I'm on my way home from work, which which is why I'm on the, the phone. Um, and there's <laughs> somebody advertising for an IHOP, and there's somebody out here dressed like a pancake. Um, just straight up somebody in a pancake costume. I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> Ask them if they got syrup. <laughs> Hell no, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want anything to do with somebody in a giant pancake concert. Just roll down and shout out Waffle House and keep going. Yeah. <laughs> the hash browns all the way, bitch. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but in Alabama, that's common. They'll have people dancing on the corner, piece of cardboard. Hey, the sales over here. Yeah, it's but but for an IHOP, like they got money. I don't know why they need to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe that store might still be in the uh, Corona uh, disaster area. Where, but I hop. I don't think people care. They're gonna go in there and get them a damn pancake. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've got we've got a number of things. We're on we're on phase two currently during during this recording time. Um, <laughs> so things have just started opening up for like in house service and stuff like dining. Um. It's still a bit odd and strange, and everything's supposed to be distanced, and people are supposed to be at half capacity. Um, but yeah. Oh, I love it. You go to Lowe's now, and I'm using this as an example. They got eight registers, but they only got two of them open, and their two will make the people funnel through to the door, correct? Yeah. All right, so now I, you're, you're forced to stand four foot away from the guy beside you. And they're yelling social distancing to the people that are in the line, but they're not worried about how close the lines are together. Yeah. There's definitely some, like, 
I mean, you, yeah, you would think they would open up two different lines and then have two different sections, mm-hmm. but instead, yeah. no. Yeah, I can stand four foot beside you, but I can't stand six foot in front of you. <laughs> um, what talent has eluded you the most in your life that you always wanted to, um, but you never able to accomplish? Man, that's easy. Um, tool and die maker. I would, I would love to have stayed with that trade. I've been in so many trades. I mean, ain't that the truth? Uh, law or corrections officer, soldier, mechanic. And when I say mechanic, it's all of them: cars, transfer trucks, dump trucks. I've worked on them all. Um, plumbing, electrical, heating and air. So if I need to get anything done, I should just call you. Is what I'm hearing. If you can listen through the phone, I can coach make, you right on through. Make sure the wires aren't fucked up. I came <laughs> home from school one day and I was already in trouble, so I knew I was. Uh, I came home school day, my grades were bad, and Dad had been trying to get a light switch to work that went out in the house. Do you remember that day? I was trying to figure out how they wired it. Why was it wired like this? And he was, I mean, he would, if you'd have farted, he would have went off. I walked in that house, and I, like I said, I knew I was in trouble. Somehow or another, I found out that Pam had a copy of my grades, and I walked up in there, and all Dad said was, take your ass out bathroom right now. I'm going to get my belt. He said, I ain't want to talk to you better right now. I'm so mad. <laughs> but that's the only thing I ever asked you to do. Pay attention in school and do good. Even if you didn't want to be a doctor or a lawyer, at least have the academics to where if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think I know what the answer is, this, but the final question, I know I know what you're going to say. What gives you the most joy? Oh, that's easy. Getting stoned and riding my Harley. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Turn my radio on. Hell, I don't need no psychiatrist. I got a few minutes where I'm going to think about it, and I'll get back home and worry about it then. Maybe even say, hey, God, while I'm riding this thing, I got a, something I'm curious about, you know, help me think about this. And then, hey, by the end of the ride, I'm calm, got it resolved. So, you know, give it to the riding partner and go with that. <laughs> and for people to hear me say that, most people, I mean, hardly anybody ever hears me say stuff about the Lord that much, I don't think. So mm-hmm. don't think I'm a big Bible thumper or nothing, but there is a higher power and there is a reason why we're all here. So, what would you say would be, I mean, obviously we talked about having all of us here. Like, when mom, for mom, you know, for her Mother's Day, she was like, I want all my kids and my grandkids here. Right. And she said, I just want to be at home. But what would you say your dream Father's Day would be? I don't care where it's at, mm-hmm. but one more party with all of us together. So, when you say all of us. Josh, uh, you, Jessup, Brian, Preston, um, you know. Just to see us, if, if there was like a a weekend getaway and we all met somewhere just for that one weekend, uh, now that would be an, a great achievement. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Um, as far as the way life's going now, do I have any more advances I want to make? Nah. Yeah. Hell, when this place gets paid for, I'm going to go in business for myself and just hobble along fixing stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I work on your car or your house. <laughs> Fix everything but a broken heart. Them girls just going to have to get over it. <laughs> Do you ever wish you would have had a girl? Sometimes. Because you, 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 know, you guys all have all boys. Uh, you have five boys. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I had a little girl, but then I think about how many times little girls hurt me and broke my heart. I'm glad I didn't have another one to add to the list. <laughs> oh, damn. I mean... <laughs> I was gonna say I was like you could adopt me I'll be your kid <laughs> but if like 
be like that. I'll, I'll just stay over here. Nah, me and Pam used to talk about it when we first got together about maybe having a trying for another kid, one between me and her. But uh, she and I both have like a little bleeding uh, blood disorder, I guess to say. And then at our age, me and her were just starting out together, and we just still didn't have a steady home yet, so. We decided yeah. to just. Uh, I, you know, I remember that. I remember that talk because uh, Pam asked us, and I thought y'all were fucking around. I was like, Pam, are you pregnant? She's like, No, I'm not pregnant. Because that's how I kept you guys. I remember that you guys picked me up from grandma's, uh, and Pam just randomly asked us, "What do you think if we had enough, if we had a sister?" Uh, we thought about trying for one, but and then we, you know, with the her with medical reasons and all that, and then we thought about maybe trying to adopt one, or, but. We, we fostered a lot of kids, I guess to say, but uh, we never fostered any girls, so it's probably a good thing. <laughs> I dated a chick that had two girls. Oh, my God. They was, oh, that was drama. Do you remember that one night when we were all getting out of the van and uh, Justice's finger was slammed in the trunk? Yeah, he didn't let that go easy night. <laughs> he was blaming it on them, and you're over there in the middle of it trying to figure out who's squalling where. Yeah, they were screaming because he was screaming. <laughs> the fuck? So, yeah. But, nah. I I think I did all right. Plus, if I had a little girl and she didn't do right and she come home with some little ugly punk that wanted to disrespect me, I probably went to jail. Been like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> nah, everyone, everyone needs someone who's going who's gonna to watch out, you know? Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, my little brother, he had a catastrophe one time. Uh, he told his daughter, and she was a wild little thing, and uh, told her to be home by a certain time. And when uh, she come home late, and uh, she ran off with some other kids. Now, this is what I heard. And when they come home late, he blocked them in and uh, was going to call the law and have them arrested for kidnapping. Well, they tried to get away from him and put it in gear. So uh, he took a shotgun and peppered the tail end of the car. I remember getting Ooh. that call. Yeah, he had to go to jail for a couple of years over that. Yeah, I'd imagine. Well, but I guarantee you he learned his temper while he was in that little restraining <laughs> order. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't, if, if you had had a daughter, I think after, you know, even Vincent and Jessup, I can't imagine that they wouldn't kick some, some rude boy's ass over it. Jessup <laughs> would have pulled, he still has his hair, but he would have. He would have had he would have had a damn come apart, well, like, especially yeah. especially if they would have somehow stayed. Oh, and when her grabs with him, oh, uh, Justin would have had a nightmare. Yeah, he was already hot headed. <laughs> he couldn't stay out of trouble then. Good God! Oh, don't give him a reason. <laughs> what if What if Jessup, You ever think about what if Jessup had a daughter? Jessup has a son, right? Yeah, yeah. he has a son. Um, I. I I, I ain't got an answer on that one. Yeah, I don't know if I can see. I mean. Him with the little girl trying to do girly things, I'd eat his ass up. <laughs> I'd make her put lipstick on him and send me a picture of it. <laughs> you should. I think, I think, I think every dad should. Having, having daughters or not, I think every dad should try to put on lipstick at one point in their life. Well, I remember, I mean, um, like I said, uh, I, I was single for a long time in, in Vincent and Jessup's life. And I would date certain women, and yeah, like, and uh, if Jessup or Vincent brought me some necklace out of Cheerios they made in school, hell, I wore that thing. 
Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And other and when I was dating women and they looked at me and said, Why are you wearing that stupid thing? I'm and now this is our last date. Didn't you just see my young and give it to me? Do you remember yeah. that beer? That beer huggy? You still got it in the house uh-huh. where I saw it. I I didn't have I didn't like Father's Day come up and I was like didn't really have anything so I grabbed he, he had from mom was working at nationwide and somehow another uh, mm-hmm. I got I had took some over to the dad's house and so for Father's Day I grabbed one and wrote uh, best daddy I love you on the side of his beer huggy that still Aww. sits on my little my uh, shelf my he little trophy shelf it, but yeah he sits it on the shelf so does that coffee mug you made me I made him a coffee mug that has um, his name on it and has a picture of us and the bike and the trucks and him and Pam on it. Oh, that's sweet. So uh, I was afraid it'd wash off, so I just it, it collects yeah. ink pens right now. The, fucking every time I get them, something he just puts it on the shelf. I'm like, like well, I made him proud. I put it on the shelf for Christmas. I bought him an ashtray, and I was like, Dad, that old Budweiser one that's sitting in front of us right now. I was like, that thing has got to go. I'm tired of seeing you have it. What he did was buy a replacement so he could steal my ashtray. <laughs> that is a sneaky thief. But I do use it. I use everything, but I mean, if I like something, I don't want it to fade because I want to remember What would the story. you say your favorite Father's Day gift is that we've gotten you? I don't know. I'd have to search the trunk. Get a whole trunk full of it. Favorite thing in the world, collect tens. This motherfucker got tens on tens in that damn trunk. And I got stuff in the tens. And I got, Not all of them. And if y'all gave me a, a birthday card or a Father's Day card, it's probably in one of them tens in that box. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or oh, the box is the size of a foot locker for those listening. <laughs> but I do collect metal tins. I got them all the way from there going chapstick, Oreo cookies, moon pies, uh, motor oils, whiskeys, mm-hmm. sodas. <laughs> I got enough when I build my man shop. It's It'll be wallpaper with metal tins. I do want to ask if you could give any personal advice to a young father trying, who maybe himself coming out of the military or trying to figure out his role in life like you have all of us, especially with Preston and Brian. You know, what would you tell somebody who's trying to figure their mom selves out? Be patient. Read your proverbs. And you'll understand it. Um, there is help out there. Um, it may not seem like it is, but you'll be surprised. Relief is given. Blessings are given to you when he des- when he feels you deserve them. Mm-hmm. If you need them right now, he might say, no, you need to spend another minute like this, and then I'll help you out. But just... Go with it. But right. Be honest, be faithful, and be... Most of all, don't be angry. Don't be angry. Because when you don't know who you are, and now you're raising somebody that don't know who he is, it's it's easily to get angered. But don't do it. Mm-hmm. Stay calm. Keep faith. And <clears throat> always preach to the ones that are thinking about doing what you just did, and let them know, no. Build your nest. Be that bird. Build your nest. Sing your song. Invite her in. Have her somewhere safe to stay. But both of y'all running around trying to find a tree and build it together and then have eggs at the same time, that's a lot of stress on you. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll kill a relationship. So just man up. Get a house. Get your truck. Have somewhere where you do meet when you do meet that one chick. But don't worry about meeting her until you build your nest. Mm-hmm. And then sing your song proud. By then, you'd be, you'd be good. <laughs> you'd be real good. <clears throat> And just then go with it. You'd be surprised how much easier life will be if you just do that. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, trying to fly around and carry the eggs with you. Sooner or later, you both feel unequally yoked, overstressed, overworked, unappreciated. And then you say things that scar each other. And then once you scar somebody's heart, it's hard to heal that one. 
So. Well, um, with that being said, I think we're going to close out. Uh, Abby, you got any last words? Uh, thank you for everything. And you, you got some, you got, you got some good kids. <laughs> well, I thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but so I guess to everybody else, happy Father's Day and, uh, be happy. This episode features Kevin King, along with an order of appearance, Preston Wallace, Brian Anderson, Joseph King, and our great Abby Rose. Want more great podcasts like Personalized? You can go to gravityundone.net to find other podcasts such as Space Rains, Exit Plan, and My Creativity. We would be so thankful if you could follow us on social media, share your favorite episodes, follow the guests, and leave us a review on platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Links found in the show notes. Last but not least, happy Father's Day, everyone. Listen to this. Um, if you made it through, you know, my two fathers listening hearing the stories, I can't thank you enough. It means the world for you to sit down and listen. And honestly, there were things that were said and um, I wouldn't say done, but things that were said that um, probably never really said before to each other, whether it be me and my brothers or um, between me and Mark. And I mean, like I said, this, these two episodes mean a lot to me. And to have you listen to them both and um laugh along cry along get mad along whatever makes you feel better uh <laughs> um i can't thank you enough there's going to be more in the show notes of how to follow abby and i um but the easiest way to reach her would be at abby rose vo you could find her at the veiled west and the crunchy dragon treats podcast and that's it that's all we got happy fall like i said again happy father's day everyone hope you have a great one whether you're grilling out trying to stay safe from riots or whatever it is you're doing for father's day I hope it's a good one. ought to be really good about this so this doesn't sound ridiculous you guys need to sing like the beautiful angels you are inside speaking out there to the listener this is a sing-along so wherever you are in the break room in your car out in the street I want you to sing along. It goes like this.
should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half-demon, and folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt. Here we go, finally moving again. How do you feel about methamphetamines? You know, devil's blood don't make you a devil. Under the Shroud, fantasy, noir, and horror from Baltimore's sin-soaked streets. Find creator Ian Humphrey on Twitter at fictionalian.com.